Hello and welcome once again to the Moore and Connolly Football Show. My name is Tom Moore, your humble host, and joining me as always, it's the man, the myth, the legend, it's Ollie Connolly. Ollie, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm not bad, mate. Now, you're operating on not a lot of sleep, from my understanding. <laughs> uh, always, right? I mean, we're getting closer and closer to the season, you know what I'm like. Um, coming upon on Thatcher-esque hours at the moment, I think. It's like, when are you actually going to become some kind of vampire? It's going to happen eventually. <laughs> Anyway, there you go. So welcome to the show, which is the antidote to the standard NFL podcast. Yes, where Ollie and I talk equal parts NFL and nonsense. And we're delighted to welcome you into the MCFS club once more. And on today's show, we're going to hit you with the latest NFL news. We're going to mix in a little bit of nonsense news as well. We're going to do a bit of a game show for you this week around Mastermind. It's going to be a good one. And then I've even... Got a little bit of Tom going out on the limb for you, Ollie, before we pick up on listeners' questions to end the show. How does that sound? Sounds amazing. I can't wait. For a slice of fried gold. You can find us on Twitter at Ollie Connolly and at the underscore Tommy underscore more. But before we go on, Ollie, I think it's important that we bring in the man, the great producer, who's going to be joining us always. It's Stereo Mike. Stereo Mike, how are you doing? Hi, my name is Stereo Mike. How's it going, Tom? How are you? I'm not bad. Now, Mike, what you're bringing to the show, apart from fantastic production values, is your Irish brogue, my friend. It's you, You're bringing in a certain level of class that Ollie and I, I don't think, could achieve just by ourselves. I have to say, that's probably the best thing someone said to me all week, Tom. Uh, I re- really appreciate that. I have to say, I, as, as I said to you privately, I loved your episode last week. It's just from here and about different sauces and, and different things. So you're keeping me updated, not just in NFL news, but really important topics and uh, excited for the show this week. Flattery will get you everywhere, Mike. Um, so it's been a bit <laughs> weak then, my son. <laughs> okay, we won't go into that. You know, Ollie's Mike's Ooh. boss. I'm a freelancer, essentially. I I can uh, just throw some stuff in and see what happens. Uh, you, you all good though, lads? Okay, let's move on. <laughs> let's get straight to the news. Okay, on to the news, Ollie. And as we always do, we're going to mix in NFL news with a bit of nonsense news. And that's because when we come to the end of the week on the MCFS podcast here, heading into the weekend, we want to give the listeners a little bit of entertainment, not just their NFL fix. That's what we do, isn't it, Ollie? Yeah, we close the week out with some mirth. With some mirth. What does mirth actually mean, right? Because people use it on podcasts all the time, and I don't really genuinely know what the definition is. There's a job for Mike. Find the different dictionary definition of mirth. I, I think mirth is an uh, undercurrent of hilarity, but no one wants to say they're being funny. So it's not like ha-ha funny, but more of a jovial vibe. Is that... I want to be ha-ha funny, Ollie. <laughs> about you but i'm more than happy to tell everyone that i'm funny even if i'm not so i'm not sure it is mirth mike we need another word for that um you need to look into that one okay let's start with roquan smith ollie he's demanded a trade can you tell me why yes he wants a new contract he wants to get a record-breaking deal as an off-ball linebacker and that's not a premium position particularly when you're in the kind of rebuild the bears are in right which is tear everything down to build it back up and it does get into the sense of positional value, even when you return back to the draft and the players you take and what are the premium positions, what are the non-premium positions, where's the replaceable players. 
even if you take one of those non-premium guys in the first round, like I don't necessarily agree with. I think just find good players, you build a team, and then you've got a really good team. But if you do take one of those non-premium positions and you hit on it, the best thing that can happen is you hit on it, right? You get a all-pro caliber off-ball linebacker. Then you got to go and break the bank in a way where you're giving probably too big a portion of your salary cap to a, to a non-premium or, or non-star caliber position. So that's where he's at, and it'll be interesting to see what the market's like for him if he's able to engineer a trade, if the Bears cave at some point. Um, he's probably the best player on their team, uh, and so I don't know if they'll let him go, but off-ball linebacker when you have one of the worst two deeps in the league isn't exactly the top of your priority list when, you, when you're doling out the money. But what else have they got to spend it on? Good point. And you could, <laughs> you could you could stagger the contracts, right? This is what we all know about the NFL now. You make it essentially a two-year fully guaranteed deal and then you tack some extra years in the back end and you can always then have the, the ability to move the money around. I'm not exactly sure what kind of deal he wants. They say uh, market setting or market resetting, which c- could wind up being anything, right? So... He's looking for guaranteed money. Maybe they just want to be as an organization team who doesn't pay that position that kind of money, which is totally understandable. That the cap situation right now is a mess for this year, and it's supposed to open up next year. It's why the roster is so bad this year. Um, so I get them not wanting to tie themselves into a three, four-year contract at that specific position, no matter how good the player is. He doesn't really fit their timeline, right? By the time they'd be really good if they nailed everything, would be two or three years. And then it's Roquan Smith, whose top asset is playing in coverage, still going to be the athlete he is there when he's got three years of tread on the tyres. Yeah, highly doubtable. Just quickly, 10 seconds, Ollie. Justin Fields, how are you feeling about him this season? Concerned for his welfare. <laughs> um, worst offensive line in the league. Horrific receiving call. Um, didn't make any effort to invest around him when you compare to what's happened, even with Trevor Lawrence. You know, they... The Jags with Christian Kirk, that ridiculous contract, but at least they're trying to do something for their, their young quarterback. And they, they have a quarterback whose best trait is standing tall in the pocket and throwing the ball deep down the field and things that take a long time to develop. And you look at everything around him and it screams, we have to get the ball out now, otherwise we're all going to get crushed. Um, so pretty concerned for Justin Fields. Yeah, and obviously wearing this Packers shirt, it just makes me supremely happy that we continue to exist in a, in a division which really seems to offer no challenge at all. Um, let's move on for the Bears and let's go to a non-NFL story. And this one was sourced by our very own Stereo Mike. Uh, French scientist trolls Twitter by claiming chorizo slice is actually a distant star. Now, you really need to Google this. Ollie looks confused because this is it's a fantastic picture when you actually see it. So a French scientist has apologized after claiming a photo of a piece of Spanish chorizo was actually Proxima Centauri, the closest star to the sun. Now, this physicist's name is Etienne Klein, and he tweeted a photo of a round red object. <laughs> right. Have you have you Googled it? <laughs> Have you, have you Googled it? You really need to Google it. Honestly, it's fantastic. Of a round red object on a black background. He claimed, stereo Mike, this is a great grab, that he claimed was taken from the James Webb Space Telescope. And when you see this, it looks like one of those kind of deep field visions of a very deep red with slight lighter flex, almost as if, you know, when you see the sun through a... Uh, um, uh, a telescope and he he eventually took the picture down and he said that um, it was a joke he did it as a joke and then tried to use it as a teachable moment or about uh, let's be wary of arguments from authority and things that come you can't believe everything essentially that you see that's but you have to find this picture because it's wonderful Um, and I think he just 
messed up basically and, and tweeted a picture of a chorizo and he was himself had uh, and then he tried to claim it as a as a teachable moment but ollie have you seen the picture it's fantastic isn't it i've seen the picture it does look like some kind of star wars planet when you first mm. get it, it does kind of you're like oh that's kind of interesting i can see that is there life on that there seems to be some kind of hills involved um yeah he, the look of the man um, who I don't want to, you know, prejudge, but he just had everything written over him as if some kind of script writer came up with douchey French philosopher. <laughs> um, he looks like someone put that in the in the uh, the scientist group chat and got him, which uh, I'm very exactly. happy with that person. I think somebody got him. I think somebody got him. And he should just, you should just cough in those moments, cough to it. But he's a scientist. Scientists have to maintain this kind of mystique don't they holly so maybe well, you just are they supposed to propose a hypothesis that then disproves so couldn't you have just said i was proposing this could be a star and now it has been disproved as some sort of pork element wow mate that's deep you've the you know your science clearly peer-reviewed are your articles peer-reviewed uh i've had some stuff in the harvard business journal does that count over if that's does that peer reviewage i'm not Damn right that counts in the harvest business journal fantastic what was it about economics in micronesia i mean what, what were you doing uh it was about how uh bill belichick uses the principles of economics to, to, to uh, go about team construction and his use of the salary cap wow that's an off-season podcast if ever i heard one okay let's go back to nfl news and we now move on to the denver broncos ollie and and this was not covered earlier on in some of the podcasts on the gridiron feed but the deal was concluded this week about the new owner of the denver broncos is that correct yeah i love it um the walton family um owners of obviously walmart um everything in american high street life um they completed the sale of the denver broncos and you know you have bleep you money when you have no idea who the commissioner of the nfl is i'd like to thank roger uh goodell uh commissioner goodell when you're able to buy the team and you say out loud i i'm sorry i've never said the name before i've only ever read it (laughs) which is an unbelievable thing this man is now the boss of this fella one of the 32 bosses, he's gone through this rigorous, they claim, exhaustive process, right, of finding one of the, the people who are going to hold the baton of one of these precious franchises. They, they rarely change hands, right? It's a very exclusive club. You have to have more money than sense to get into it. He finally gets his family into it. Quite clear, the guy does not care about football, which is <laughs> fine. Um, and he doesn't know who Roger Goodell is, which is just glorious. You know, he's paid $60 million a year, Roger Goodell, right? So yeah, what's that? Uh, $1.8 million an owner right so the guy is handing this man roughly 1.75 1.8 million dollars a year and he has no idea who he is does it literally come out of their pockets then yes they pay the commissioner oh, i had no idea that was how it works oh well at least old goodall's doing quite well in his salary he's doing quite well um okay let's move on with this ollie i mean if you've got crap loads of money though you just buy it's probably his son or a relative or something wanted an nfl friend so he's just got well, yeah you sure. get into that club it's i mean look at the the, the price of the franchises they never don't go up and the live sports is only going to become more and more popular and it's only it's the last semblance of any sort of monoculture it's the only thing that drives television numbers in fact tom you want a good staff here 82 of the top 100 broadcasts in america last year were live nfl games the only thing that cracked the top 20 that wasn't live football was the inauguration of a president after an insurrection right and it came 19th so it was still behind (laughs) it was still behind bills at jets that's how much full of pro football I still can't believe it. It's an inauguration after an insurrection. It just sounded like a film, didn't it? But it happened. Anyway, we don't talk politics on this show. That's not what we do. Um, right, Ollie, let's move back to the nonsense news before we go swing back to the NFL again. Now, I've picked up 
um, a really great story here, which is, I don't know, for, for married people out there, I think this is a story of debate. Now, this is an accusation thrown in one direction, but I think that the accusation is equally thrown over between men and women, completely equally. Thoughts, mcfsquestions at gmail.com. Hit us with them. That's how you can contact us. And we love the user the user interaction. That's me at work, Ollie. The, <laughs> the uh, listener interaction. Wife left puzzled as husband spends hours sitting on toilet every day. And the mum posted this story on Mum's Net, essentially, which opened a complete black hole, Ollie, because it was posted on an area of Mum's Net called Am I Being Unreasonable? And it's a forum. Uh, we 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 can spend a whole podcast <laughs> series digesting the content there, Ollie. It is I incredible. Think we should. I think that's what we should do for next off-season. Yeah. Uh, am I being unreasonable for him on Monday? Check it out. It's a goldmine. Um, mom, the mum doesn't suggest that her husband had a medical reason to be there. In fact, may just be using his time on the toilet to avoid responsibilities. Um, he spends half an hour in there every evening. He's actually been in there almost half an hour this evening because he was having a shower too. Okay, fair enough. He's always like this, but now we have a child, it makes me mad. And one commentator said, is he reading on the loo and waiting for the magic fairies to do all the chores? Tell him to get up half an hour and earlier and help out. Anyway, uh, mum's net, it's great, mate. It's just full of, of, of love, equal parts love, to be honest, and equal parts hate and madness. It's fantastic. Um and it has been a source, as a parent, it's been a useful source of information for us, to be honest, although you just don't want to go too far down that black hole. But Ollie, I think this is something that men throw at women and women throw at men in terms of spending ages on the toilet. And I see it in TikTok and other places and that the accusation is usually thrown at men. My wife spends ages on the toilet, Ollie. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I find this always very bizarre. You know, I only really see this through the pop cultural lens where in like TV shows, particularly in America, and I don't know if it's a dietary situation because a lot of the food in America when I lived there was just poison. Um, they, they have this thing about sitting on the toilet, reading a book. It is, it is a getting get out situation. What are we doing? It's like, if I can make that thing 25 seconds in out, it's, it's a wrap. I, I don't understand this need to, to sit and chill out. But this is the thing, isn't it? I think my wife's movements take a long time to form themselves. But, right, I think I go and you're in and out. It's a two stereo mic. How long does it take you on a planned journey? When you, you just go and it comes out? Or do you like a good sit down? I'm just putting the comments on the Zoom call that this is peak content. Um <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't have an answer. It's got to depend if you're if you're a schedule person, um, if you're if you have a routine down, um, or if it's one, kind of a morning after the night before situation, which can which can yeah. take take a while. Well, how much chicken you've had, for example, or how many pints of Guinness you've had? <laughs> yeah. Very true, stereo Mike. Um, a couple of injury stories, my friend. Uh, McNeil, Harry. He's injured eight weeks out with an an ankle injury, suffered in practice, and Jets offensive tackle Mackay Beckton with all the trouble and strife that he's been faced with, he's going to miss the season with an injury as well, a fractured kneecap, which always sounds like quite a bad one. To, I, I, I always <laughs> imagine yeah. with, a fract- with a fractured kneecap, Ollie, that suddenly like one half pings around one end of the knee and the other half pings around the other end of the knee. But, oh, terrible. What do you think of these ones? Yeah, the uh, the Beckton one, it's a, that they, I forget, they use a weird phrase there, the kneecap break, and it's a patella tendon break is what happens. And basically yeah. you're, your the top of your quad explodes and takes your kneecap with it. Ah. Yeah, it, it's 
I mean, there's no way to get into anyone else's body in terms of how they cope with pain, but it is universally understood among like the athletic training world as the most painful of the things that can happen Yikes. to you. Um, and it is, as we've seen throughout the NFL, right? It used to be the Achilles always. We've sort of seen people kind of bounce back a little bit with Achilles tears now, but the patella tendon has always been that goes, your juice goes, your spring goes. And at that position where you're dipping and bending the entire time, that is a really rough one for a guy who, who has potential out of this world and has struggled so much with injuries. It's, it's a real shame. And for the Jets too, they were building this whole thing around. We're going to have an offensive line, all these skill position weapons. We'll just hide Zach Wilson. We'll try and Jimmy Garoppolo our way through through games and just hide our quarterback. And they bring Dwayne Brown in now off the street, which is as good as you can do at this stage in the season to try and get some veteran help there. But that is a ginormous loss to them physically. He's one of the biggest players in the league. And just in terms of what they wanted to be this season, I think that's going to prove to be a pretty big pivot point for them in the season. Now, kind of long-time listeners of the Morgan Conley Football Show will know I married a Greek lady and our two boys are therefore Anglo-Greek. And our eldest son is Achilles, Achilles. So I've always worried I've given him that name and he's going to constantly damage his Achilles. <laughs> Well, we are now in this world where Cam Akers returns after like three months from an Achilles tear. So the uh, the science is there for him now. Mm, yes, potentially. Uh, also, yeah, pain is a fascinating thing. Ollie. My wife gave birth to two children on gas and air and, and a couple of paracetamol. Yeah, if she stubs her toe, she starts crying and it's the end of the world. Honestly, it doesn't make any sense. Right, one more non-NFL news story, Ollie, and I think this is an interesting one that is an illustration of the madness of the world. Tesco shopper gets club card tattooed on arm so he never misses supermarket deals. Love it. Love it. So so apparently he got this QR code tattooed on tattooed tattooed on his arm. It works perfectly. He can collect his club card points. He's he's a father of quite a few and he say he's in there three times a day. He's a father of seven uh, and he says, you know, it, it saves him using the one on his phone because he's got it on his arm. And I'm just thinking, so it's on your phone and you're carrying your phone in to pay every time using Apple Pay. And yet you've decided to tattoo it on your arm. Ollie, I don't understand the logic of this. I think the man's the man's an innovator. Um, how many times have you forgot your phone? You ever forgot your arm? No, but there is a possibility he could lose his arm in some kind of, you know, threshing accident. I, I've said this to you before and I stand by it. I am in for the chip, you know, I'm in for the chip in the arm that contains my bank information that I would like some kind of ID, um, probably more when I was younger, when you would get ID to just have it in the arm, I think. And I understand already people screaming out there. This has a different tone now than it did when we did this like five, six years ago, <laughs> the idea of chips in arms. Um, but I think. Facebook already has everything they could ever know about me, I imagine. I can't imagine there's more out there that they've not already mined and sold to Russia somehow. So a chip in the arm that says, I am 28 and I have this much money in my account and I have a club card, I'm up for. And until we get there, if he wants to go and tattoo his club card on his arm, he will never, ever forget it. Now, when you put it like that, Ali, I'm with you. And to be quite honest, people that complain about people knowing their data and stuff like that it's just everybody has everyone's data it's 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 all out there if you've got nothing to hide i don't see the problem mcfs questions at gmail.com let's not get into that existential debate now ollie to finish off the news is pre-season starting this weekend properly what's the one thing you're looking forward to the most uh, looking forward to uh sleep during preseason games beautiful <laughs> I, i'm not a, i'm not a preseason guy 
Um, I, I used I there's sometimes I get into it. I was massively into the Tebow uh, experience in New England. That was a big one for me. Um, but yeah, I don't get too carried away with this stuff. I, I binge watch some games after the fact. But no, there's nothing particularly that I'm watching for that I think will have any semblance of meaning by the time the season comes around. Absolutely love it. I'm looking forward to watching uh, love quarterback those Green Bay Packers because has he got any better? Or is he still slightly dodgy? <laughs> Let's find that out. Let's call it there, Ollie. That's the end of the news. And now let's move on, Ollie, for a quick piece before we get into our game show this week. Legend of the week. And the legend of the week, Ollie, this week for the MCFS has definitely got to be Aiden Hutchinson in Hard Knocks, which started this week for his fantastic rendition of Billie Jean. Have you heard it? I have heard it. Um, unbelievable stuff. I'm not a big rah-rah guy. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a Dr. Spock of football, as you know, but this stuff always gets me going. It gets, it gets the juices flowing. Um that organization, man, I know they're cheesy as hell. I know fighting Dan Campbell is cheesy as bleep, but... I do want to play for him. I know it's a cliche, but I would want to be in that building. It looks like a fun time. It looks like they work their bollocks off. They're super smart. Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator, is as good as it gets schematically. Man, I I want them to be good in the worst way. And I don't mean good like win 10 games. I'm just talking about remain competitive, win seven games, make sure Campbell's there in time to get him a quarterback that he really believes in. I just think it's fun. Um, and that's why they drafted Aiden Hutchinson. It, you know, the local guy thing was thrown out there a lot, but he was brought in one to turbocharge the defense, which I think he can do. But that idea of being the, the room galvanizer was a real thing. How much credit do you put into that? It differs person to person, you know, organization to organization. For a team that's been that bad, that's had so much ineptitude where the, the people who work in the building have barely seen a winning season unless Matthew Stafford dragged them on their backs. I think it's helpful to have someone with that kind of uh, infectious enthusiasm and personality. It is. I've not watched the whole episode yet because it's actually a tradition that me and my wife we watch it together. It's one of the things that she we watch together, and she she really enjoys the the stories and stuff. Um, but yeah, suck Campbell to my veins, man. Stick it right in my veins, right here, right here. I want it in here, even though it's lions, man. I'm I am all for it. Uh, and Hutchinson, yeah, that was absolutely fantastic. I just just an interesting one before we move on to the game show, Ollie, and off this one is kind of what would your induction kind of hazing talent be? Would you you play the guitar a bit, don't you, my friend? I, I do. Yeah, I. I saw this on our show rundown. There's a difference between an introduction and a ha- hazing. You, you have it's not a voluntary thing. The hazing, no haze, hazing is different. But this is what they they're kind of rolling it all into one. And saying you got to do something silly in front of everyone. Yeah. So what would you do? Well, yeah, I would, I would I would probably play and sing like Aiden did. Maybe not as well. He was legit good. It took him a while to to warm up, but he was like actually good at this in a surprising way. Um, so yeah, I think I would go with that. He did nail it. He did nail it. Stereo Mike, have you got any hidden talents, my friend? You're Irish, so um, I, don't, I don't know what that means. I could have said something really bad there. <laughs> You're Irish, so. <laughs> um, loved Hard Knocks. A couple of di- different players, rookies as well, were as good as Aiden. Really enjoyed it. And Dan Campbell's a freak. Um, drinking, probably, is probably the one. <laughs> See, that's what I was going to say, Mike. But <laughs> See, that's Brady, where... always, Brady always does that, doesn't he? That's like his go-to like when he does the talk show rounds. I don't know if you've seen this, but far from being the greatest, most accomplished athlete in the modern history of sports, he's like the, the quickest drinker of a pint known to man. I don't know if you've seen this, Tom. He can do that thing where he opens his gullet and drops it down, and he does it in like 0.1 of a second. It's madness. So there's great videos out there. Um, 
So maybe yeah, Mike, if that's your thing, you know. You yeah, I've Thomas Patrick Edward Brady has a bit of an Irish <laughs> ring as well. It does. I've never. Um, sorry, no. I I knew one person that could do that, and it was a devastating skill. Just it's just unbelievable. <laughs> um, but this guy was like the size of a house as well. I mean, you know, it was. It, it's, sports. Have you ever been hazed? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I was always a little bit more middle class than the people that I tended <laughs> to play football or mid or cricket with. So at football, for most of the time I was there, I got called briefcase, briefcase, like after Will from the in-betweeners, which I think was harsh. Um, and they called me the professor occasionally, uh, which was a bit harsh. At cricket, I, they just they just claim I've got a butler and stuff like that. I only play like a Derbyshire league. Um uh, <laughs> anyway, even in the cricket, you're considered posh. Yeah, well, I'm from Nottingham, and they're all from Derbyshire. And if you know anyone knows the East Midlands quite well, you know Nottinghamshire's nicer than Derbyshire. <laughs> <laughs> Not in terms of geographic kind of uh, content, but anyway, let's move on. I tell you what, let's go on to our game show of the week, Ollie Mastermind. Let's do it. So this week, Ollie, and this is what we do every week for new listeners of the MCFS, is we are doing a game show with an NFL slant. Last week, it was the Family Feud, Family Fortunes. This week, it's Mastermind, and we've got some great ideas in the pipeline as we go through the season. And today, Michael, as Stereo Mike, he's got our questions together, and Ollie and I are going to be the contestants, and we're going to have three question rounds, three topics, five in each round. And they're going to be balanced, Ollie, so they're kind of similar. So you're going to tackle the Patriots. I'm going to tackle the Packers. You're going to tackle Brady. I'm going to tackle Rogers, And then you're going to tackle the sitcom. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. And I'm going to tackle the sitcom, The Simpsons. How are you feeling about it? Uh, not positive. Because you're tired or because you question your knowledge? Uh, all of the above. Um, I realize, you know, I, I said to Mike when he texted me about this, you know, how... How when you watch Mastermind, they do like the Prussian Wars thirteen twelve to thirteen fourteen, or like they very do like, specific. Yeah, yeah. they got like the, the winter months of the Blitz. You know, they they get very specific with it. When you, I, I said Tom Brady, I was like, okay, I think I know pretty much all there's to know about Tom Brady. Then I realized, like, well, I think I was six when he entered the league. So if you, you know, if I'm asked who he threw a second touchdown pass to, I, I could maybe take a stab at it, but um, I guess we'll see. It depends how difficult Stereo Mike has made the question. Stereo Mike, how are you feeling about this? Well, I have to say, it's not like Mastermind where they say four or five sentences and then ask you a question. Don't worry, it's like, you know, okay. a question. <laughs> <laughs> so it should be okay. It, it, okay. it should be good fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Ollie, who's your money on? You or me over three rounds? Oh, you. There's some kind of general knowledge-based situation. It's It's you. It's not general, though. It's specific. <laughs> no, it, it's, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's it, they're, they're pretty... Broad topics. Yeah, I said to Mike on text, "Am I allowed to pick RPOs? If yeah, if it's RPOs, I'd crush him. But it's not RPOs; it's the Patriots. So I think you know more about the Packers than I know about the Patriots. I think that's. The, I know you know way more about the Simpsons than I know about Sunny, which is my favorite TV show. But I, I'm no obsessive. Right, we will see. I've reached to the shelf behind me in my son's and my two sons' playroom and pulled out a turtle, Ollie. I am putting it in one hand. Which hand is the turtle in? The turtle is in your. Left hand. It is in my left hand. Do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go second. Okay, so you're hitting me up with Packers first. Over to you, Stereo Mike. Packers first. Okay. First off, can you name one of the founders of the Green Bay Packers? Uh, Curly Lambeau? Yes, I'll give you that. Um, 
which former quarterback of the Packers joined as a head coach in 1975? Uh, Boston. Yes. Who is the all-time leader in rushing yards for the Green Bay Packers? Oh, that's a really good question. Is it Jim Taylor? No. I'll tell you who it is at the end. What is the name of one of the Packers' outdoor training facilities? Ray uh, Nitschke Field? Yes. Oh, Finally. <laughs> Finally, who is the current quarterback coach for the Green Bay Packers? It's uh, Tom Clements. It is indeed. Four rights, uh, Tom. I mean, and come on, it was man. a man green, uh, 8,322 <sighs> rushing yards from 2000 to 2006 and in 2009. So, uh, Mike, I was going to say a man green as well, but four out of five, I will take that. I will take that. That's I'm I'm happy I got the Ray Nitschke field, to be honest. <laughs> That's preposterous. <laughs> right, Ollie. Four out of five on my first round. Over to Stereo Mike for the pass. I'm not sure I'm going to get one of these. That that level of difficult? <laughs> not happening. It's it's all a bit of crack, as, as I say. Uh, okay, Ollie, uh, are, are we ready? Patriots are about 20 years old. <laughs> the pack is like a thousand years old. Um, who was the founder of the Patriots original franchise? Ah, uh, no idea. I mean, Boston I wouldn't know either, to be honest. Yeah, who knows? The Boston Patriots were like the 1930s. <laughs> Well, the Packers were like what nineteen eleven. Okay, we'll, we'll come back. Outside, yeah, but they they named the whole stadium after the fella. <laughs> okay, I will make a second question. Uh... No complaining during the round, Ollie. Carry on, stereo Mike. <sighs> Outside, uh, or which head coach led the Patriots to the AFC Championship in nineteen ninety six? Bill Parcells. Uh, outside of Tom Brady, can you name another player that has won the MVP award for the Patriots? Drew Bledsoe. Um, I'll check that if you think I'm wrong, but I'll double it. No, uh, <laughs> no I, I don't. It's, if it's not on Wikipedia, it's not right. What is the name of the first stadium the Patriots played in ever? The one in the 1930s? Are you kidding me? I mean... <laughs> it does get easier for Tom Brady, don't worry. I, I mean, come on. A Boston stadium? <laughs> Finally, who is the all-time leader in receptions for the Patriots? <sighs> all-time leader in receptions. Modern era. That's going to be someone from the past. They cut everyone in the modern era. No, it's someone from the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's going to be someone from the 1945 Patriots versus the Knickerbockers. Um, oh, dear. Ronnie's not happy. No, I, I have no idea. No idea. Give us the uh, answer, okay, so stereo, Mike. The all-time leader in receptions is Wes Welker with 672. I was surprised at that as well. Billy Sullivan uh, was the Boston Patriots founder. Gino Capetti and Jim Nance pre-merger were AFL MVPs. Uh, and Nickerson Field. Good. I'm glad we did some pre-merger questions. <laughs> <laughs> I can I assure I... you they get harder for everyone. Yeah, okay. I've tried to make who is the Packers quarterback coach. That, that stacks up to who was the pre-merger MVP. Right, okay. How many did he get in that round, Stereo Mike? He got one, so it's 4-1 at the minute. Okay, but right. There's a, long way, there, there's a long way to go. So let's, uh, let, I think these are great questions, Stereo Mike. Let's go on to Ron <laughs> Rogers, my second round. Yeah, what is Aaron Rodgers' first name? Hmm. Aaron. Steve. Um, okay, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Rodgers has got a minority ownership stake in another sports team. Can you name that team? It is the, oh God, it's the basketball team, the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes. Uh, which year was he drafted? 2005. How many passing touchdowns did Aaron Rodgers score in Super Bowl 45? Three. 
how many times has Aaron Rodgers been NFL MVP? Four. And what is the nickname for this famous <laughs> celebration? The championship belt. Excellent. Well done. I thought you were going to go for that passing touchdown one. Tom Brady. Right. This this will be good. This what is the good. name of Tom Brady's in-laws? <laughs> Which year was Tom Brady drafted? Oh, uh, uh, 2000. Six yes. round. Well, well done, <laughs> <We're there. laughs> uh, To the nearest 10,000, how many passing yards has he got in his career? So far? <laughs> I reckon I could take a guess at that. The nearest 10,000, how many yards has he thrown for in his career? How many passing yards has he thrown for in his career? Oh, he broke the record. The record was in the 80s, right? 80,000. Yes. Um, Which team were the Patriots playing when Brady entered the field to replace the injured starting quarterback back Uh in uh, The New York Jets. Yes. See, I told you it'd get better. Thank you. uh, I, and what was Brady's regular season record as a starter in 2001? Can you remember that season? Oh, in 2001, the year he started. Okay, I can. Reg, just regular season? Yes. Okay, I'm literally going to rip the schedule out of my head, so I apologize. Go for it. it takes a couple of seconds. Season record. Uh, 9-2. Oh, uh, no, but you're very close. Oh. Finally. To get a four out of five. Brady and Joe Montana are the only two players in the history of the NFL to win what? Sorry, can you say that again? I've blacked yeah, out. That's my accent. Sorry. Sorry to everybody listening. Tom Brady and Joe Montana are the only two players in NFL history to win what? Wow. What a question. Only two players in NFL history to win what? That is tough. To win. Yeah, I feel really bad. <laughs> um, multiple Super Bowls, multiple. Uh, league MVPs. Oh my god, he got it right. Wow. For a bonus point, Ollie, and to win the whole game, can you tell me which two counties Tom Brady has ancestry from in Ireland? Uh, well, I know that he left during the famine. Um, so <laughs> well, let... He left during the famine? <laughs> well, I know that his ancestry left. How <laughs> old is he? <laughs> I, I know, this is how much I do know about Brady. His ancestry, they left during the famine, they moved to Boston, then they moved to San Francisco, then he obviously moved back to Boston when he was drafted by a way of Michigan. So I know that much. Now let me think. Fa- let me get into my famine history as quickly as possible. Uh, well, that could be another podcast there. Yeah. <laughs> Ca- um, counties. Now I've got to think about more than one county, which is a problem. There's um, two. Co- I, I actually didn't notice the reason. There's two counties. County Derry. No. Okay. Help me because of that. Uh, okay, Calvin, which is sort of in the north, I, and then Cork, which is at the very, very bottom. I was going to say very Cork my second yeah, one. Yeah, Ollie, I would have said Cork. Everyone's going to say County Cork. <laughs> Cork on. was my second one. I had that in the holstered in the belt for when I thought I got Derry right. Then I was going to unload the Cork. Oh, my bad. So does, so does so every non-Irish person in the Western-speaking world, the first county they're going to say is County Cork. <laughs> Um, okay, so the one was the eleven was eleven for Flea. He started zero and two, or the, the team started zero and two with Drew Brad. So, so four out of I mean, you're, you're coming back here, mate. So four out of five, six, we're getting there. It's, it's a big last round. I feel really bad now for giving all the bad questions for the start. No, okay. I think I think it was good. I think they're good, Mike. I think they're good. Keep going. Let's hit it. Let's hit these last <laughs> ah, rounds. You're saying that. Okay, it league. comes down to uh, Simpsons against It's Always Sunny. Now, I think some of these Simpsons questions all are difficult, so we'll see how he gets on here. Uh, yeah, last you week, you met were... Tom. Tom is a sociopath of Simpsons knowledge. <laughs> 
<laughs> Correct. I should put that on my Twitter bio. I enjoy Always Sunny. <laughs> these, are the, these are the differences. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, last week, Tom, you very rightfully mentioned the nerd scene. Uh, what was the name of the prized pig that Homer stole in the same episode? It's a oinks a lot. Oh. <laughs> Spit take. <clears throat> um, what is the home address of the Simpsons family? 742 Evergreen Terrace. <laughs> Marge Simpson's maiden name is Bouvier. Dear God. <laughs> in King Size Homer, which movie is Homer trying to buy a ticket to in the cinema? Oh my God, that is a great question, Stereo Mike. It is. Um... Is it Honk if you're horny? Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, dear God. Finally, what is the real name of Principal Skinner? His real name is Armin Tanzarian. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ollie's right. I am a sociopath. All right. 14 out of 15, but we'll still do Ollie's round. Oh, my God, Ollie. That, we're never giving him The Simpsons ever again. Um, I myself. <laughs> who plays the part of Frank Reynolds in It's Always Sunny? <laughs> Danny DeVito. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> when the gang is in Ireland, what does Mac decide to do? Uh, find his real dad. No, that's Charlie. He tries to figure out if he's really Irish. No. Oh. I'll, I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, Paddy's pub is depicted to be in Philadelphia. Do you know which city the building is actually in? It's really in LA. Yes. Uh, Mac uh, is an actor. Who owns a famous football club? Do you know what the football club is? I used to play for that football club. It's Wrexham. You used to play for Wrexham? Did, yeah. This is, this is like, I mean, this is like mum's net. We can go into a whole different conversation here. Um, the one about Ireland is join the priesthood. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mac, oh, yes, 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 yes. In that episode in Ireland, which was actually filmed in America. Um, Ollie, you came back very well. Or you get 10 out of 15 and Quite frankly, it's probably my fault you didn't get 13 or 14. Oh, or even no, 15. no, never blame the quiz master. Never I enjoyed blame the quiz master. And uh, I definitely will give Tom a harder time next week, guys. Well, next, I... ne- next time, he's not allowed to pick his sociopathic categories. I stayed out of the Beatles. I was trying to be a pro. He came with the, the hammer with the Simpsons. That, that's on Tom. Okay, next week enough. as well, Tom, is who wants to be a millionaire? And we're going to have four options. And some of the questions are going to be an absolute disgrace the longer you go into it. So it could be uh, could be fun. I love it, Mike. I love it. And well done, Stereo Mike. Great questions. And Ollie, you were a fierce competitor. I appreciate you. Thank you. Okay. Let's Press move on. Degree. <laughs> Let's move on. And before we get to listeners' questions to end the show, Ollie... Um, I want to do a piece that I'm going to do every now and then, which is where I go out on a limb. Yes, Ollie, I'm going to give you a view that I don't think everyone agrees with, but I want you to join me on this journey and defend this view, Ollie, as I share it. I'm going out on a limb here. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, this is my out on a limb this week. When Russell Wilson retires from the NFL, no one will remember him. He won't show up on lists. He won't be involved in discussions. He will cease to exist in Seattle. And the Denver exploits he's going to have now are going to go nowhere. He will be completely forgotten, 
Ollie? For a number of reasons. The level of annoyance he provides generally on a day-to-day basis with his shenanigans uh, and the vanilla nature of his himself. The, the Super Bowl victories will go down as victories for the Legion of Boom and Marshall Lynch rather than him. He will be a forgotten man, Ollie. That's my out on a limb this week. Can you defend that? Uh, can I defend that? Yeah, I mean, the only caveat you could have is if the guy goes into broadcasting, and I think that he's going to be really, really keen because he really, really likes to be seen. Um, so I could see him trying to do a Monday Night Football situation, even though he has the you know the the, the personality of a wall. Um, so that's the only possible thing. I mean, as we... that's why that's why that's why he's not going to get it though, because he does have the personality. Of people. It's not going to work out for him. You see what's happened with Drew Brees. He's already in a little bit been you know blackballed to a certain extent, not blackballed, but in terms of he's just he's not he's not well seen because he he, he didn't have it. He didn't have that something. And Russell Wilson's just it's just this too bright white white teeth nonsense. He's just going to be forgotten, Ollie. But he, uh, Drew Brees is not forgotten. He's considered one of the greatest to ever play the game, right? He's, yeah, mean, yeah. I'm talking. I was just merely relating to your somebody transitioning to the media point. Yeah, the the thing that's going to harm Wilson historically, like you said, if he doesn't win another one in Denver, which to, to build out this argument, we're saying he doesn't, um, is that yeah, those teams, the further we get removed, will be known for Pete Carroll's genius and, as you said, the Legion of Boom, and he could end up in maybe a, a, a Theismann type category of. You know, people who were there really loved him and remembered him. Um, but it's not like he's a part of the national conversation regularly because he also won't have... He's not going to be able to play long enough the style he wants to or because of the age he came into the league to get the counting stats that puts him even in the Rivers kind of category, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he won't be in the first, like, what, 12 to 15 of lists unless you're going by, like, efficiency metrics, which only the nerds do on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I could see this making sense. I, I do think he'll be remembered in that cohort i think it will be maybe riversian but then he he won one and rivers though rivers was the 9 15 kids you know right in your face phil rivers we all we'll all remember phil rivers even though maybe actually russell wilson might end up being a better player than phil rivers was yeah russell wilson is a better quarterback than phil rivers was and there you go and likes phil rivers and he was an unbelievable player but russell wilson is a, is a more dynamic player more gifted player point proven and i'm going to throw you in an extra one for a bonus ollie i'm going to throw you in another out on a limb here i go restart the music okay the packers defense will be a top three defense this season i believe it yeah baby that's what i'm talking about i've written about it they are loaded at every single level they've just got athletes coming out of every which way um Rashawn Gary's an all-pro. Devondre Campbell's an all-pro. I think Quay Walker can be a, an instant impact player. I think Devontae Wyatt can be an instant impact player for them up front as a rookie. They've, Jair Alexander's back to his best. That that defense is now gone from being good enough to not submarine a season, which is what they were last season, right? Is the, is the special teams that submarine everything and the offense bogged down, to I think it, it's championship caliber where it could drag a team through a postseason like the Niners team has done for the last couple of years, but this team also has Aaron Rodgers playing at quarterback. So there's just absolutely no more excuses to be made for anyone in the building. They changed the special... They said the special teams coordinator is the worst in the league. We'll go get the best in the league, right? Our defense now is championship worthy, not just pretty good. And then we have the the back-to-back MVP. No more excuses. No more excuses, Ollie. I love it. That's out on a limb done. Let's get to listeners' questions. 
So every week, Ollie, we finish with listeners' questions. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can. If you want to send a question, whether it's football-related or otherwise, we don't care. We'll talk about it. MCFSquestions at gmail.com. And if you want to find us on Twitter, you can do at Ollie Connolly, at the underscore Tommy underscore more. And of course, follow Gridiron as well, because that's where we're hosted. Ollie, just a couple of questions this week from a couple of Hall of Fame listeners. Will, not only a hat rack, gets in touch with us again. He says, question for the pod. Even before the season gets started, what coaches and GMs are on the hottest seats? Are there any first year coaches that you could think could be one and done? Who's on the hot seat, buddy? Well, the hottest seats would be Matt Rule is the one that stands out. Everything that's happening in Carolina, right? That's the, that's the one where they are basically fired until proven otherwise. Um, Mike McCarthy, he has that is that's my hot seat. I'd say two guys stood next to him in meetings, waiting, sizing up the decor for the office. Right, both uh, Kellen Moore and then uh, Dan Quinn both got head coach look arounds last time. You know that Jerry would lo- love nothing more than a bit of of midseason angst and drama and, and pushing one guy out to bring the other guy in seems like uh, a pretty cowboys thing to do. The other ones that I'm looking at, uh, Pete Carroll, I mean, Cy and I on, on this network have gone back and forth it's a, a ton of times that would you, why on earth would you trade Russell Wilson and back the guy who's going to be 80 soon? It's a really confusing mm. one. There's a weird ownership situation there. So Pete Carroll, I think, could maybe walk away at some point. Those are kind of the ones that really jump out. And the ones that are maybe more of a long shots is Stefanski in Cleveland. If something, you know, that's just a bizarre organization. God knows what they're thinking on a day to day basis. That there's every chance that word comes down from now the most valuable man in the building that 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 coach isn't for him and that he wants to get someone else um then Ron Rivera in Washington because you've got another batshit crazy owner who lord knows what he's doing day to day and they brought Ron Rivera in as um a meat shield right the most respected coach in the league military guy all that stuff media loves him plant him in front of the cameras and it will cover up all the disgraceful stuff happening behind him um, but the performance on the field haven't been to the level they would want. And at some point, you can't just change the quarterback. You can't change the DC. They maybe have to make a decision because he's also the guy picking the players as well. So um, the, the long shot ones for me would be would be Stefanski and Rivera. Yeah, it feels to me like Pete Carroll is not in a hot seat. He's been put in a comfy chair next to a window looking at a garden <laughs> with a nice glass of water and a letter from his grandson. Uh, and then Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore's measuring up the curtains and looking at swatches of different leather finishes for the furniture <laughs> i'm calling it anyway um let's move on one more question it comes from tristan at reject underscore cky on twitter he's a great fan all the way out there in australia and uh he's a top top bloke hall of fame listener lots of love to you and your family tristan it's always great to hear from you and all he says is ollie and it's a great way to end the show don't you think the flanders is a big jerk <laughs> He is a jerk, Tristan. I agree. And he's stupid, sexy Flanders as well. Uh, Ollie, your thoughts? Uh, Concur. Concur, concur. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure again to have you on board the good ship MCFS. We really hope you enjoyed the show. Please, please keep getting in touch with us as you can on mcfsquestions at gmail.com. Honestly, if you think, "Ah, I'm not sure I want to ask that or that sounds a bit silly, just send it us because we will talk about it because that's what this has always been about, the MCFS, for the last, you know, best part of eight years when we've been doing it and then we've had this pause and then we've come back just now for this season. It's always been about a community and user interaction. So please, please get in touch with us we would love to hear from you but for now i'm gonna say it's goodbye from stereo mike say goodbye mike goodbye it's goodbye from ollie Connolly. goodbye 
and it's goodbye from me have yourselves a great weekend stay cool